Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. The very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg. Ian's at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Can I just say one thing, Don? Sure. Um, you're not done. It stands up, but it's Don. not. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. No wonder your show is number one. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to ENN. Ray Rowe. Uh, I'd like to say that ENN tonight, Don, you're not going to believe it. It's sponsored by our friends at the Professional Fighters League. I'd like to start off by saying good evening to Don. I'm a big Law of Averages guy. I'd also like to say good evening to myself. Ooh, coming in toasty. That was better that than That was good. Uh, good evening to myself again. He looks like Paul Rudd meets Handsome Johnson. Not familiar with his work. Let's say good evening to Aaron Boone. Don't overstate this. Uh, good evening to myself again. I can't trust me. To Don. Gorgeous guy. <laughs> <laughs> and myself and Aaron Boone earlier. Vince McMahon has retired from WWE uh, at 77 Whoa. years old. <laughs> By Did the you way, think Andrew- you'd get a reaction? Did you bring it up because it was breaking news? Or did you bring it up because you felt like you were going to get a reaction from Aaron? I brought it up because it was huge news and I didn't want to wait too long. And I felt safe saying it in front of Aaron and thought, I know he's mentioned to me liking wrestling before. There's a chance he adds to this. And I think at that point, Don, we'd done like 19 minutes with him. We could tell he's a little chapped about the Astros situation. Mm-hmm. And so I also figured he, he's been awesome. He won't mind me taking this somewhere else for a no. minute. <laughs> He'll be thrilled to talk about something else. So uh, we'll get to Vince McMahon in a minute. But Aaron Boone first. He was with us earlier. I highly suggest you listen to the podcast because he was fantastic. Um, he says he can't stand the overreaction to these Houston games. We're not going to be able to beat them now. We can't. I, I just, right. I find it all ridiculous, well, ridiculous, especially coming out of a, like yesterday's was wonky a day where you're coming out of the all-star break and you have a day night, one day double header at 12 and six. Like it's a weird, awkward where you're not even lining mm-hmm. up pitching wise necessarily how you would be like, it's just, it just becomes an over, Reaction, and I'd say that had we swept yesterday, <laughs> like I'd Bro. say this is the same exact thing. And he goes on to say that the Yankees are not ruined because of losses to Houston. Trust me, we're all like we left there pissed off that we lost mm-hmm. well, and that we lost two games. We're not happy about it, but it, it also doesn't 
like if you think this group is fragile enough to think, oh, well, what do we, I mean, should we play the rest of the season now? <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't understand it. Like, I don't live in that world. Now, everybody brings up George, right? And we're seeing this during the Jeter doc and everything, especially the early one from, from one with having the buck and, and, the, and the changes that were made after losing to the Mariners in 95. George believed, because he had a military background, that players responded to getting to getting ripped and making everything a big deal. Um, Mark Feinsand mentions in the franchise book about how George would flip out losing to the Mets in the Mayor's Trophy game, a meaningless exhibition, because he his motivation was to make every game like it was Game 7. Otherwise, why are you playing it? So George's reaction would have been the way the fans' reaction is, Oh, my God, they're, oh, the Astros own you. They're in your head. Boy, have things really changed to where now the Yankees believe it's the exact opposite that motivates the team. Let's not make it a big deal. It's just one game. It's just one day. We don't have to worry about the Astros to the league championship series. Why are we going to be overly concerned about it? Let's focus on Baltimore. Let's keep doing what we're doing. So it is an interesting juxtaposition, right, from – 30 years ago, the motivation is to kill the players and make every game seem like it was the end of the world to where now, eh, come on, guys, let's relax. What does it mean? So we'll see what ends up being right. Let's go back to a little bit more from Aaron Boone. Here he is on Judge's contract situation. One way or the other, like, it's going to work itself out how it's going to, and it doesn't matter what questions asked or what comment is made or how something is said. Like, it's either going to get done or it won't like, so it's all just, you know, obviously stuff for us to, or, or for people to feed on and talk about and, you know, we'll see. Again, what else is he going to say? Cause he's right, but it's anti-sports radio. Yeah, exactly. I mean, listen, in a perfect world, he'd say, Oh, I'm so nervous. I really hope he comes back or, you know what? I hope the guy gets his money, but that's not, how it works. Well, like, uh, we need a drop then. Piede mian his miani. Aaron Boone, his response to people who thought Glaber had a moment of laziness yesterday against Houston. Uh, the effort yep. level from Glaber Torres. Um, what are what are you seeing from from Glaber? I'm seeing a guy that's in the middle of an outstanding year that has done a great job effort wise. Um, we talked about the one down the line that could have been a little bit better. Not at the risk of playing the comparison game. If you watch other good veteran teams, including the Astros, nobody outruns us down the line, which, by the way, is a weak measure of a team that plays hard or gritty or whatever. Like, I know fans love to see a guy, you know, on a ground ball to second, just wheel it down to first. You just watch the Astros series and the Red Sox series and watch some of their players run down the lines on pulled ground balls, not even in the same stratosphere as our guys. So, you know, I talked to Glaber about it. He's been very good about that this year, and it's a reminder, and we move on. That's fine. So what I, what I took from it, and that's why there was no reason to, to press or harp on it, and he had a problem with it, and it's, it was dealt with. But he's still a great player. See, Aaron's not going to allow his players to get ripped. But that doesn't mean they can't be criticized by him. But right. he's not going to go public with it. No. So, and again, reminder, 
that's part of why he's here. Yeah, because I think the fans want their pound of flesh, right? They love it. That that, that see, that's why they keep uh, bringing up George's name because they they love when when players get ripped because they want to rip him. So they're disgusted by his effort. They want to see him punished. They want to see him ripped, and they want to hear the manager say the same thing. So when the manager is trying to tone it down to protect his player, it comes off well. He's just he's weak. But as you said, he's here for that reason. Because I really do believe Joe Girardi was let go because of his criticism of Sanchez. And the Yankees weren't going to stand for it. And and I, I think that's an oversimplification. But I do think it was because of the general tenor that Girardi had. His tone with players was not what they wanted. And this is what they love. Now listen, where you miss out, Don, is on people like Buck Showalter, who on paper... You might go, oh, we need someone younger, someone who relates to the players. But what you don't realize about Buck is, even though Buck's a bit older, he is a player's manager. He 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 is a friend of this of his teammates. I mean, of his players, and also knows how to set the tone. Well, because you can discipline a player, or let a player, and a discipline is strong. But you can let a player know you're unhappy with his effort, but yet protect him and defend him publicly, because. A public flogging is not good for the player, and certainly not good for this day and age's player. That's not going to age well, Peter, for um, for coaches and managers in this era of, of sports to start ripping into your players and treating them poorly. It's you're you're going to end up being the one that pays the price. No, on the on the on the most extreme opposite side of that of all time, Don, you want to cringe, you want to just sink into your seat and turn into a puddle of awkward. Pull up some clips of Bobby Knight yelling at his players. This is a different time that we live in across all of sports. Now, it's it's it's. I granted the NFL is and the uh, and Major League Baseball is vastly different than college sports. But still, even who got in trouble a couple of years ago for like in the last year for hitting a player in the helmet? Oh yeah, come on. They were like annoyed and slapped the helmet like they were trying to keep them out of a fight. It was a coach trying to keep a player out oh, of a fight. Why, why, I should know this. What? Oh. I should too. Andrew, you don't remember? Was it Bruce Arians? It was. Yes, yes, yes. Good call. It was Arians. Good call, yes. And and even that, when the guy's wearing a helmet, and he smacked him in the helmet, was like, hey, that. listen, this is a, a totally different time. But, and I, but, I think, but the point I, that's is, That's why Peter, I think Buck's it, such a great guy for the job in, in Queens. But if you think, but you, you really think about it, 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 it's just, it makes the fans feel better that you know that the player was embarrassed and ripped. Like when um, when you pull a player out or, or he gets chewed out on the sideline. Like, fans love that. It's like, yeah, that's right. You tell him, coach. That's All right. That that makes you feel good, but it's, but it's, it, it's creating a lot of damage that, that's really not going to help anything. Where you could take them behind closed doors, do that. No one knows it. You defend them in public, but you got your message across. I don't have to embarrass you in the process of telling you that I didn't like what you did. But I'll defend you publicly because we don't need to make it think like it's a militaristic atmosphere. Uh, you could do both. It just doesn't make the fans happy because they want to see it. Right. Now, speaking of the aforementioned Buck Showalter, he was asked when DeGrom might be back. Is DeGrom going to need another minor league outing before coming back? That's the plan. He's going to pitch again. Try to get him up where when he comes back at the innings that he's capable of going, if the other team cooperates, doesn't uh, – put our bullpen in harm's way and I think it'd be good for Jake to get that mentally 
emotionally behind him too. All right, so he pitched yesterday, right, Peter? So that's that's Thursday. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So if he if he gets another, then he won't pitch in the Yankee series, then right? Because you're going to wait five days, and then on the fifth day, on Tuesday, he'd pitch another. So, yeah, I guess he, w- he will not pitch in the Yankee series then. So we, w- we won't get the That's sexy. That's the news of that. And we, won't get, we wouldn't get the sexy DeGrom and Scherzer combo. And then Scherzer's pitching today. So that's Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Then Scherzer would go Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. Hmm. Which is fine. Now – because Walker, I guess, would be the guy. Because Walker's not pitching in this series. Because it's 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 Scherzer, Bassett, Carrasco. So yeah, you're still going to have Walker and Scherzer. That's 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 good. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play, and boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We mentioned this when it happened. Yes. And uh, it certainly shocked Aaron Boone. And and shocked everyone in the wrestling world. Currently, this tweet, Don, has 55,000 retweets and 138,000 likes. Uh, At 77, time for me to retire. Thank you, WWE Universe. Then, now, forever, together. Vince McMahon is reportedly walking away from his duties at WWE. The new co-CEOs will reportedly be Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan. That's what's being reported. And Triple H is in a prominent position as well. But for those of us who are close to it in in any way, even if you're just a fan, the idea of picturing WWE without Vince McMahon has been very hard to picture. Even as he's gotten older and he looks and sounds a bit different at 77 than he did at 70 or, or 60, Mm-hmm. it still has been so difficult to picture what the place would be like without him because his imprint is all over everything. You know, it's not as it's not as simple as he took the company over from his dad. You know, that that is a, a, a the beginning of the story, was that Vince grew up in North Carolina and then came north. I believe his dad was in D.C. at the time, doing the WWF. And Vince then, over the next few years, takes the helm. His father gets sick and passes away. Vince takes over the company and then decides to do things that, as he's described it, would have made his father roll over in his grave. He basically took out every bit of competition all over the country, stealing their biggest stars and running their promotion out of town until he ran North America, which is what he has done now for the last 30-some years with WWE. he What he did with regard to pay-per-view and the way cable television operates um, was incredible. Closed-circuit TV, starting with airing, finding ways to air Evil Knievel jumps and then eventually leading to the monster success of WrestleMania three in 1987 
just an absolutely innovative run. Listen, there's a lot of controversy surrounding him right now, and obviously the allegations are very serious. Uh, But as Vince McMahon retires, I have to say, no matter how you feel about the man personally, absolutely an icon in terms of uh, television and sports entertainment. Yep, he's a he's a household name for people who do not follow wrestling. They they know who he is. It, you see his face, you hear the name. It's synonymous with the sport. So it's as significant a day that that's that ever felt. Um, yeah, I mean it's it is the it is the top story on the right side on you know on ESPN.com. It is. It's a day I did not listen. I knew it would come at some point, and I knew it. I sort of had a hunch it could be sooner than later because you're watching what's going on. You're figuring these investigations will continue to go on. I heard there's going to be like an HBO Real Sports um, episode. Greek mentioned to me, so like you don't know if this is going to go away or get worse. So it certainly crossed your mind, but out of the blue, late in the day on a July Friday with a tweet, was not how I pictured the retirement for Vince McMahon. You know, it's Vince McMahon. I pictured it would be a, a huge storyline. When's the next big event? Um. Well, Monday night, they will be at Madison Square Garden, their home for Monday Night Raw. Um, tonight, there is SmackDown. And it's being reported in the in the wrestling uh, what's known as the dirt sheets on the wrestling websites. Don the the gossip websites are reporting that after this news came down, Brock Lesnar stormed out of SmackDown. Hmm. Uh, a week away from his main event match, uh, title unifying match with Roman Reigns. Uh, but to answer your question, you have a SmackDown tonight. You have Monday at the Garden. And then the following Saturday is the second biggest pay-per-view of the year, SummerSlam in Nashville. I'll be doing the whole show next week. I'll be doing our show every day from Nashville next week as we get ready for SummerSlam. So, so why not announce it at one of those events? That Well, that's the thing. They, my, I'm speculating here like any fan. I have not, believe me, I'm not in the, in the uh, inner conversations of things on this level. I'm speculating, Don, if you, if you tell me. Why does news usually get dropped late in the day on a Friday? Because you want it to fly under the radar. You don't want it to get a lot of coverage. Now, I, things have obviously changed, but the whole adage is on when you do something negative, when you do something that you don't want to get a lot of attention on, you do it on a Friday because basically Saturday papers are like pamphlets. You know, they, It's not a big deal, and then by the time you get to Monday – when the coverage would up. really be juicy, it's like, all right, it's over. You know, it's not going to get the attention. So usually you, when you do something that's either going to be unpopular or something you really don't want to have done, but you got to do it, you do it on a Friday. Firing a popular manager, something controversial. So it sounds to me like he wants to go quietly into that good night. It's a tweet. It's on a Friday. The events will go on. It'll be a discussion. And by the time we reconvene on Monday, it'll be less of a story and then eventually be over. So... That is by design. So I guess he doesn't want to call a lot of attention to it, as, as difficult as that is to do, considering who he is. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be attention. But, yeah, that's my guess as to why they wouldn't do it in a bigger in a bigger way. Um, Greek pointing out, and I'm looking, it is true. 
Um, WWE stock was actually up a bit today. Can't say the same okay. for my Apple stock, sadly. Whoa, what uh, happened? Apple, everybody's buying. How does that go down? Uh, well, yeah, Apple Apple has its days where it goes down. You, you just sit. You just sit and wait. They're gonna, Don, you heard me the other day when I ran on my rant about how I'm stuck in the Apple universe forever. Yes. That's why I at least had to get you know spend a few thousand on some stock just so I could at least I get something back from my pathetic habit. <laughs> Maybe that rant is what affected the market. <laughs> you know what? It did get about four thousand views. You know, that may have. Well, maybe that was it. Help. I, I didn't even think about that, Andrew. Thank you for pointing that out. Um, let's hear from Braxton Barrios, and then down on the other side, I'd like to discuss Barrios's comments and expectations for the Jets. But here's Braxton Barrios on with Rich Eisen earlier today. We have all the tools to be able to do that. Absolutely. If we don't get there, obviously it's a failed season to everybody in the building, um, especially us players isn't a league or a sport where you can you know take rebuilding years and people are okay with that in, in the building you know the shelf life of every single one of us is not as long as probably most other sports if not all other you know the major professional sports so we're absolutely looking to go to the playoffs that's the hope that's the goal and we're going to do everything in our power to make it happen i love it that was odd the i love I, that it would be end? a drop on their show i would think uh, it really should be if they're doing their job so i, I want to talk about I want to talk about um, those comments, expectations for the Jets. I'm sure about 30 seconds later we'll hear from Ira in Staten Island. Yes. And, and everyone else at 1-800-919-3776. ENN tonight brought to you by the Professional Fighters League. It's back on Friday, August 5th. Watch MMA's League live from the Hulu Theater Madison Square Garden. Buy tickets now on pflmma.com. We'll get more into the Braxton Berrios quote and the Jets next. Peter and Don on a Friday on the K Show on Yes 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.